Team Keho My Radio airs every Monday and Friday. Team Keho My Radio, welcome to the show. Thank you. Welcome to this week's episode of Team Keho My Radio today. Happy Friday. Hope you guys are having a great day. Hope you guys are staying warm and hope you guys are staying dry because it's been pretty raining for the past couple of days. So hope you guys are staying safe and hopefully you guys are able to have everything um, what you need for today for today for this week because everything else is going to be pretty difficult but just hang in there and hopefully you guys continue on doing what you want to do what you're going to do as a survival way and make sure you guys are doing this for your fam for health's sake anyway <clears throat> let's get into the report oh by the way our radio show got canceled today because no one is going to open up the door but we're going to do it in a couple of day in a couple of weeks so hope you guys can join in Anyway, let's get into let's get into our, into our show. Make sure you tune in every Monday and Friday for uh, podcasts. Next, there's not a lot of things going on next week, but hope you guys are able to join in. Tomorrow we have a Democratic debate, Democratic Party debate in the Richland area. So hope you guys are in the rich in the Richland campus. So hope you guys can join in. Anyway, <clears throat> Hong Kong's number two official defense city's human rights record, even though they've already been questioned. They've already been questioned by many people at UN Review as NGOs urges repeal of the national of the security law. Hong Kong's number two official have defended the national security law at a review at the United Nations Member States Human Rights Records as national representatives and rights NGO call for Beijing's imposed national security legislation to be repealed. A total of 162 stakeholders made submissions for China's universal periodic review a meeting of the UN's Human Rights Council that calls on UN member states to undergo a peer review of its human rights records every four and a half years. China reviews include Hong Kong and Macau, which which the UN considers to be a specific region or territories of China. It does not include Taiwan. Amnesty International UK said in the submission that Hong Kong authorities have used vague national uh, national security and sedition charges but not limited to the national security law to remove all political oppositions, undermine long-established means of scrutinizing, crit- critiquing, and trying to influence government actions, and criminalize various kinds of expressions, association, and, adv- and advocacy. Amnesty International closes <clears throat> MSC closes Hong Kong's office in October 2021, citing concerns over the security law. Eleven NGOs including the Washington-based Committee for Freedom in Hong Kong Foundation, Hong Kong within Britain, the Edinburgh-based Hong Kong Scots, the Geneva-based International Service for Human Rights, and Hong Kong Watch in the UK, recommend that Hong Kong repeal the national security law. That was among other recommendations including restoring defendants' rights to choose their own lawyers, ensuring um, defendants undergo a trial by jury in all national security cases, Restoring a presu- presumption of bail in, in security law cases and stopping all acts of intimidation, harassment, and attacks on human rights lawyers. The Paris-based Reports Without Borders, or RWB, calls on Hong Kong to release 13 detained journalists and press freedom defenders, including media mogul Jimmy Lai, and to end all legal harassments and intimidations of, de- of journalists and strive to protect journalists from all forms of violence pressure, discrimination, and unlawful legal proceedings. The Hong Kong Democracy Council recommended that Hong Kong abolish the electoral overhauls that excluded the opposition and urged the city to protect citizens' rights to political participation regardless of their political ideology in line with international standards. It also called for the implementation of full democracy. The Washington-based Hong Kong Democracy Council's um, executive director is Anna Kwok. One of the 13 self-exile activists wanted by Hong Kong National Security Police with authorities offering a bounty of $1 million for each Democrat. A panel of special raptors, independence experts called to unite to the UN to monitor and advise on human rights. On Monday, called on Hong Kong to repeal the national security law, 
which was unilaterally imposed by Beijing in 2020, by bypassing the local legislature following a year of pro-democracy protests. A total of 19 countries, including Canada, Chechnya, or Czech Republic, Denmark, France, Germany, Ireland, Japan, Luxembourg, Liechtenstein, Lithuania, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Switzerland, Sweden, the UK, the US, Australia, Austria, and Belgium made recommendations relating to human rights conditions in the in Hong Kong at the UPR. Canada and New York and New Zealand call on Hong Kong and China to fulfill its commitments under the International Convenient uh, Covenant on Civil and Political Rights. While Ireland, Japan, and New Zealand call for the full ratification of the covenant, Switzerland recommends that the cities harmonize the national security law with the international covenant on civil and political rights. With others calling on Hong Kong to ensure that human rights were in line with international human rights laws. Canada, Czech Republic, New Zealand, the UK, the US, and Australia call for the repeal of the national security law. The U.S. recommending the uh, recommending Hong Kong repeal vague national security, counter espionage, counterterrorism, and sedition laws, including the national security law. Chief Secretary Eric Chen attended the meeting as deputy head of China's delegations to the Human Rights Council. Said so stability and law and order had been restored following the implementation of the security legislation and an electoral overhaul. Our city is back on track, Chen said in the opening remarks. Our people can continue to enjoy legitimate rights and freedoms guaranteed by our country's constitution, the basic law. So is Hong Kong a country then? As well as the relevant provisions of the International Covenant that apply to Hong Kong. Chen is back at criticism at Hong Kong's human rights situation at the end of the session, saying that they clearly come from misconceptions as he recounts the protests and and the, an unrest that erupts in June 2019 over a sense extradition bill. Radical forces blatantly advocate Hong Kong independence and sought foreign interference jeopardize our, jeopardizing our nation's sovereignty, security, and development interests. He said despite he said despite independence for the city not being among the five core demands of the 2019 movement. Chen that Rights and freedoms were not absolute and maintained that Hong Kong were fully compliant with the ICCPR. Here's the thing. Hong Kong independence is freedom of expression. If they think of independence, that's their own opinions. We don't need a government um, organization. We don't need a government telling them what is not independence and what's independence. It just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It comes out of... Everything that comes out of the official mouth, it just either is a lie or just full of crazy ridiculousness. This is how a government would have been, this is how a government's like when they are wanting to deny the rights of, of Hong Kongers to express themselves. Because independence is part of it. It's not like they want to. If you want independence, you're going to have to, you're going to have, if you want like a velvet revolution, you're going to need the police on your side. And the police are not on anybody's side. They just, Follow orders. If you have police that all they do is follow orders, they don't even you don't expect them to get on your side, right? And independent, independence. Some people say it is impossible or not realistic, but then at the end that's their freedom sauce, freedom of expression. They can express them. That's their that's their own sauce. They have to. The reason why we go to school and we talk how to think and not talk what to think is basically what how do we think it? How do we have a formulate an opinion? It's not if you talk what they're saying, you can end up. It's almost nothing more but an a national, more national, national education kind of thing, and they all and they find successfully at that. And there, we talked about it last time, and, and I told you how much that sucks. Hong Kong media mogul Jimmy Lai wanted English edition of Apple Daily to be more "quote unquote" anti-China. Ex-publisher says the English language edition of Hong Kong's Apple Daily newspaper was a lot more extreme in its quote-unquote anti-China stance than its Chinese language publication. The Shutter Outlet's former publisher has testified during the national security trial against the paper's founder, Jimmy Lai. Chun Kim-hong told the court on Wednesday that the English language edition of Apple Daily was an attempt to stoke anti-China sentiment in the U.S., which was already prevalent after the outbreak of the COVID-19 pandemic. Apple Day's English rent edition 
was launched in May 2020, a month ahead of the enactment of the national security law under which Lai has been charged. My feeling was that Mr. Lai wanted to provide the U.S. with more justification to carry out hostile acts against China, Chun said in Cantonese on the 15th day of the closely watched trial at the West Kowloon Law Courts building. Chen was continuing his testimony against his former boss earlier, told the court that Lai had intended the newspaper English edition to reach a U.S. audience, hoping that American readers would be a, would become could become a lever between Apple D and U.S. politics. Lai, 76 years old, had told had told senior editorial staff via a WhatsApp group that the English edition should focus on news and feature and feature stories in mainland China. Chen said. The media mogul also said that such stories were what Ch- Americans need to read the most, giving a strong anti quote anti-China sentiment during the pandemic, Chen added. Mr. Lai held the view that the Chinese Communist Party suppresses human rights, conceals the severity of the pandemic, and lack integrity, the former publisher said. Therefore, he was portraying the CCP as such to foreign readers. The persecution displayed WhatsApp messages from the group, in which Lies allegedly said that the newspaper's English language edition was not trying to strike a balance, but to represent the point of view of the people on the side of protecting Hong Kong. When we cho- when we cho- um, choose writers, we don't have to think about giving foreigners a balanced view of what happened here. We only concentrate in our Apple Daily Hong Kong view, a general view of the yellow side, the message read. Yellow was the color favored by pro-democracy protesters during the 2019 protests. The court was also was also shown another message allegedly by sent by Ryan Law, then editor in chief of Apple Daily, who was in charge of the outlet's online publication, which suggested that the English language edition should select news about Hong about human rights infringements in China and Hong Kong, and China damaged into Hong Kong's economy and finance. Topics suggested in Law's Chinese language message included June 4th, referring to the date of the 1989 TMA crackdown. Ren Qi incarcerated. The Hong Kong company's died red. Chang said these topics have been selected according to Law's editorial policy. No positive news whatsoever about China, but only negative news. High Court Judge Alex Lee, who has been handpicked by the government to preside over national security cases, noted. Chang responded affirmatively. affirmatively. And a departure from Hong Kong's common law tradition, the High Court case is being heard by a panel of three national security judges rather than a jury. Chun is among the six senior employees at Apple Daily who have pled guilty to conspiring to collude foreign forces. They have been in custody for over two years and will be sentenced after Lai's trial concluded. concludes. Lai has denied two counts of conspiring to collude foreign forces under the Beijing imposed national security law which also criminalizes secession, subversion, and terrorism, and one cast of conspiring to publish seditious materials under colonial era's legislation. The 76-year-old faces up to life imprisonment if convicted. After Cheng, former associate publisher Chang Puimang, and editor-in-chief Yongjing Ki, also set to testify for the prosecution. Lai also instructed Mark Simon, his U.S.-based personal assistants to invite then-U.S. President Donald Trump and other senior officials to subscribe to the newspaper's English edition, which would yield the maximum level of political protection to Apple Daily, the court heard. But the attempts failed because the U.S. politicians should not leave any transaction records on Apple Daily's website, Trump said, citing conversation with Simon. Lifers came up with the idea of launching an English-language edition of Apple Daily following suggestions from former columnists from Hey King, according to WhatsApp messaging records submitted to the court. The persecution on Wednesday also took aim at a series of live chats with Jimmy Lai interviews hosted by Lai and featuring mostly foreign guest speakers with backgrounds ranging from politics, academics, and activism. The video interviews largely addressed the political situation in Hong Kong after June 2020, when the security law was imposed by Beijing following a year of pro-democracy protests. During their opening statement, the prosecution alleged that these video talks were evidence of lies connection with foreign elements and the conspiracy to bring about international sanctions on Chinese and Hong Kong authorities. The program was broadcast on Apple Daily's website and social media platforms, as well as Lai's personal Twitter account, the prosecution said. 
The court has also heard that Lai was the ma- quote-unquote mastermind of the conspiracies using Apple Daily as a platform to provide instructions and financial support to his aides to lobby for international sanctions. The trial continues on Thursday, with Chun still taking the witness stand. The prosecution is expected to play clips of the video talk series in court. Lai has been detained since 2020. December 2020. He is currently serving a five-year and nine-month sentence in the maximum security facility for a separate fraud case. So, the thing is this. I can make a defense of this, right? What Lai did was illegal. No matter what you want to argue, it's not illegal no matter what. You can argue saying it's not it's, le- it's illegal what he done. I don't think it's illegal. In my mindset, it's not illegal. Because there's nothing, there's nothing illegal about us, about Hong Kongers trying to publish anything. That's an opinion-wise. Even if it's anti-CCP or whatever the case, it's an opinion. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. What's it? There's nothing with sedition. There's not. It's not even sedition anyway. Not even close to becoming sedition. They might need to look up a definition of what sedition anyway. U.S. lawmakers tell um, Taiwan President-elect Lai Qingde that support for Ireland is firm. Two U.S. lawmakers met Taiwanese President-elect Lai Jinda on Thursday to affirm Washington's support for the self island, which China claims as part of its territory. Lai won the, um, Lai won the J- January 13th poll despite warnings from Beijing that would bring war and decline to Taiwan, securing a third term for the Democrat Progressive Party that rejects China's claims to the island. Democratic Amy Barra of California and Florida Republican Mar- um, Mario Diaz Ballard arrived in Taipei on Wednesday in their roles as the co-chairs of the Congressional Taiwan Caucus. They are expected to stay until Friday. Among the main messages we are bringing here today is that the support of the United States for Taiwan is firm, it's real, and it's 100% bipartisan. Diaz Ballard said in a meeting with Lai. Lai, who is Taiwan's current vice president, thanked them for showing their support via concrete action. Your visit at this important juncture fully demonstrates the U.S. rock-solid support of Taiwan. He said he hoped the U.S. Congress would continue to support Taiwan in bolstering our self-defense capabilities so that we can jointly safeguard regional, def- de- regional peace, stability, and prosperity. Bira and Diaz Bollards represent the second U.S. group to arrive to represent Taiwan's closely watched presidential election. The first was an unofficial delegation sent by President Joe Biden to congratulate lies two days after the vote. But that visit was overshadowed by Pacific nation Nauru erupted,ly announcing its switching allegiance to Beijing, leaving Taipei with just 12 remaining diplomatic allies. While the United States recognizes Beijing over Taiwan. It is a key partner of the island and a major weapons provider. Speaking to President Tsai Ing-wen, who's outgoing soon, after meeting Lai, Diaz Bauer said it was a challenging time. We see what is coming out of Beijing and their level of aggression both here across the strait and across the region, he said. As democracies, as people who believe in freedom, it's an incumbent on us to address these aggressions. China has never renounced the use of force to try and bring Taiwan under its control, and has maintained a near-daily military presence around the island. On Wednesday, 18 warplanes, 6 naval vessels, and 3 Chinese balloons were detected around Taiwan, according to the Taipei's Defense Ministry. On the same day, a U.S. warship sailed southward towards the, through the Taiwan Strait, a sensitive waterway separating the island from China, the U.S. Navy said in a statement. The USS John Finn's transit through the Taiwan Strait demonstrates the United States' commitments to hold the upholding freedom of navigation for all nations as a principle. It said, No members of the national community should be intimidated or coerced into giving up their rights and freedoms. In Beijing, Foreign Ministry complained Thursday that Washington had carried out a series of negative wars and deeds since Lai's election. Spokesman Wang Wenbin urged the United States to immediately stop infringing and provocative and provocative actions, and stop causing trouble for peace and stability across the Taiwan Strait. Okay, so if if a boat goes through there, oh, it causes uh, disruptions. Okay, it causes disruptions. Okay, I'm so shocked. Wow. <laughs> I'm not surprised what they said that. I'm not really 
the thing is, I'm not, I don't really don't care about what they say. I really don't care, I'm not afraid of what the government's going to say to them. Because, at this moment, you know, don't try to pee on our legs and try to say it's raining. Saying, oh, the election's going to, they're trying to make the situation worse. They're trying to act like it's the worst thing, even though it's just a normal election, so who cares? I really don't care. This election, but the election in the United States, is going to be pretty important. It's about who's going to improve the country. That's what, that's what every country would have been like. So they should understand that, not just sitting here and pow and pow on it. Alright. Hong Kong press group criticizes new curbs on media access to vehicle registry. Government says accusation, quote unquote, false. Hong Kong leading press group have expressed concerns about new government restrictions on media access to vehicle ownership records, saying they will hamper reporting and could compromise sources. The Transport Department said in response that the Hong Kong Journalists Association, or Hong Kong JA, has made a false accusation against the department and false interpretations on of a ruling on the issue by the court final appeal. Stories wrote out the new arrangements in early January following a landmark case concerning a reporter's use of the public data database to review records of, re- of vehicles involved in the Yunlong mob attack at the heights of the 2019 protests. Top court ruled last June that the reporter Bao Choi was not guilty of making a false statement on her application to access the vehicle registry, which was made for the purpose of genuine investigative journalism. A day after the top court's ruling, authorities said they would review the verdict and improve procedures for for vehicle registry access. New arrangements that came into effect on January 8th require all journalists to submit a written application directed to the transport commissioner to access the vehicle registry. The transport commissioner will decide whether there is a public interest in disclosing the vehicle information and whether this outweighs the rights to privacy. Under any circumstances, if the commissioner commissioner reasonably believes that approving a particular application would be contrary to the interests of national security, or is likely to threaten public security or prejudice um, the maintenance of public order. The application shall be rejected. Guidelines provided by the, the Transport Department reads, The Hong Kong Journalists Association said the new procedure disregards the top court's ruling by giving the Transport Commissioner a new power to decide what is in the best, what in the public interest. The group sent a statement in Chinese to the Transport Department on Tuesday spelling out its concern over the new arrangements. The group believes that the new arrangements for journalists to provide justification and even interviews plans when applying to access vehicle registry and registration records subject to approval by the com- Transport Commissioner constitute an illegitimate exercise of the official authorities. These statements read, it unnecessarily adds additional hurdles to the process of accessing the vehicle registry and disregards the time sensitive time sensitivity of news reporting, potentially compromising the principle of confidentiality in, in journalism. In response, like they always do, the transport department sent a statement late on Wednesday the new arrangements were in line with the top court's ruling. Freedom of press is not an absolute right and freedom, it said, and that the tra- the transport Commissioner has the authority and the responsibility to prevent the misuse of vehicle registration details. Apart from applications made by journalists, the new arrangements also stipulates that only vehicle owners or individuals who have obtained the consent of the owner are allowed to access the vehicle registry. Information obtained by the public can only serve seven purposes, such as the sale and purchase of a vehicle, insurance claims, legal proceedings, or the rectification of the improper presence of the vehicle. Form arrangements for access to the vehicle registry are simpler. Applicants have to provide name, phone number, address, and choose one of the three reasons for access. Legal proceedings, sale, and purchase, and other transport, traffic, and transport related matters. This is the most, this makes no sense whatsoever to pass it. So it means to even impose it, really. It's because they're just afraid of something, but I just can't grasp it, you know. Reason why they're afraid is because anytime you put up something, anytime you really put, um, really put up anything, really, it's like oh, go through them and they'll help you out. 
Oh, do this. It will go. It will be easy. Oh, do this. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Thing is this, journalism is supposed to report on that. Imagine reporting criminals, and they and imagine imagine this. I'm gonna make an example. If you if someone rob a car, right? If someone rob a car, and they sit and you rob a, and they rob a, your car, and then you take a picture of their license plate, knowing that they. If you take a picture of the robbery or whoever it is, imagine someone commit a murder and you take a picture of the license plate and you use that to actually put that to court, put that to the police, so that way the police know who that criminal will be or who that car belongs to. But no, now it's going to make it much more difficult. Now they can't even find a way to report who that criminal would be. Top Hong Kong court overturns Tiananmen activist Chao Huntum, acquittal over 2021 remembrance. Virtual. Hong Kong's top court have overturned activists and human rights lawyer Chao um, Hantum acquittal over inciting people to take part in an unauthorized assembly to 2021 to remember the 1989 Tiananmen crackdown. In December 2022, Chao, formerly vice chair of the Hong Kong Alliance to support patriotic democratic movements of China, the organization behind the C's team uh, annual vigils to remember the 1989 crackdown, Song convictions related to the ban 2021 event quashed. The court final appeal to last November heard an appeal by the Department of Justice in June against her acquittal, after she was handed a 15-month jail sentence in January 2022 for, um, for inciting others to take part in an unauthorized assembly. Police have banned the previous year's vigil, citing COVID-19 pandemic curbs. On Thursday, permanent, ju- uh, permanent judges Roberto Ribeiro and Joseph Falk, as well as non-permanent uh, permanent judge Anthony Gleason, held that Chow could challenge the legality of the police ban. However, Chief Justice Andrew Chung ruled that Chow could not challenge it as a defense in the criminal proceedings. Instead, the vigil's owners and participants could have done so by launching a judicial review. The authorities of a prohibition would be would be weakened if a defendant could reopen the question of prohibition's validity in criminal in criminal proceedings, despite confirmations of the appeal board to top court's rule. Permanent Judge Johnson Lamb agreed with Chief Justice Chung, saying that Chow would not be deprived of the opportunity to challenge the relevant prohibition. Lamb said, however, by the only route was by a way of judicial review. Judge Ribeiro held that. Child's constitutional arguments that the prohibition disappropriately restricts her rights to peaceful assembly has failed, as the Commission of Police was not required to take initiative to devise or and propose conditions. On the evidence, on the evidence, the Commission of Police and the Appeal Board gave due consider- consideration to possible conditions that might be imposed. He had, he said, and that the assembly ban was rationally connected with the legitimate aim of protecting public health. Court, um, High Court Judge Jordania, Jordania Barnes, who quashed Child's conviction in 2022, had ruled that public meetings should not be ban- banned if the police have imposed conditions to reduce the risk of COVID-19 spreading. At last November's hearing, Child's legal representative, Senior Counsel Robert Pong, argued that the police had made no considerations as to the number of people allowed or the activities that could be prohibited to minimize risk. Deputy Director of Public Prosecution William Tam argued that at the time that Chow in challenging the ban has ignored the decision of the appeal board of public meetings and processions, which had earlier upheld the police ban. But Justice Ribeiro said that the board's decision could not deprive Chow of her rights to defend herself. Chow will remain behind bars and face a number of other cases. She has been detained since September 2021 when she was charged with under the national security law that month. A trial date for the case had yet to be set. Last March, Chow was sentenced to four and a half months in jail for not complying with the national security police data request. International society groups, Cervicus, last November urged the story to end the use, yes, to end this use of repeated solitary confinements on Chow, who had allegedly been placed in isolation for six and six times since June. So that shows you something. They have no tolerance, so they want to put someone who ha- who has who's not risking, who's not going to commit one of the um, crazier crimes, who's just only there to express herself, have herself um, 
have an opinion, have, well, not really opinions, it's a fact, right? It's a fact. Having her express herself and having her opinion spread. Having people to, exp- and having people to commemorate a day of, mem- of remembrance and not being suppressed by the government. Hong Kong Apple Daily newspaper continued campaigning after founder Jamie Lai detained, ex-publisher says. Apple Daily founder Jamie Lai told the newspaper staff to keep campaigning against the Hong Kong national security law and try to attract foreign attention even after he was detained, the former publisher of the media outlets told Lai's national security trial. Chung Ginghom, a defendant turned prosecution witness, told the court that Lai had instructed the newspaper to carry on its operations based on existing editorial um, policy while he was in custody. Chun cited, cited a visit he made to the detention center shortly after Lai was denied bail in December 2020. The foreign publisher said Lai told him not to be afraid and to maintain the newspaper approach to attract international attention to the situation in Hong Kong. He hopes that the foreign countries will offer assistance and even impose sanctions on authorities after Beijing enacted the national security law in June that year. Mr. Lai instructed us to continue what we have always been doing. Mr. Lai was very much in a fighting spirit, Chun said in Cantonese, on the 16th day of the trial at the West Kowloon Law Courts building. Lai denies two counts of conspiring to collude foreign forces under the, national, under the security law published, punishable by life imprisonment, and one count of conspiring to publish seditious materials under the colonial era legislation. The 76-year-old media mogul had been, had been in custody since December 3rd, 2020, initially over a fraud case surrounding a release violation the, at the headquarters of Next Digital. Apple Daily's parent company, he is currently serving a five-year and nine-month sentence for that offense. Continuing his his testimony against his, his ex boss, Chun said he was he relayed uh, relayed lies messages to other senior editorial staff members, including the then associate publisher Chun Puiman, ex um, ed- editor in chief Ryan Law, digital director Nick Chung, ed- um, editorial writers from Wai Guang, and Yong Jingke, a ex as well as editors of various ne- next news desks at the newspaper. The witness said he directed the operations at- of Apple Daily's in the absence of lie until he was himself arrested in June 17, 2021. Chun among six senior employees at Apple Daily who had pleaded guilty to conspiring to collude foreign forces. They have been in custody for over two years and will be sentenced after lie's trials continu- uh, concluded. Earlier in Thursday hearing, Thursday's hearing, the court heard that Lai had kept a close eye on the English language edition of Apple Daily, which was launched a month before the Beijing Post National Security Law came into effect in June 2020. Chen recalled that the that the atmosphere at Apple Daily in May 2020 was very tense after China's National People's Congress announced plans for the security law. Ms. Lai felt that after the enactment of the national security law, Hong Kong and Apple Daily were in a life and death situation. So he held on tightly to the, app, the English version, Chen said. And that Lai, intend, Lai intended the Apple, the English edition to influence international opinions. Chen said, had said earlier in his testimony that Lai decided to launch the English language edition in attempts to stoke anti-China sentiment in the U.S. and invite foreign sanctions against the local government in Beijing. Ms. Lai said he was not afraid and would continue to say what he had to say, including to call, call on the U.S. to sanction China, Chun said, and that the media mogul was busy conducting interviews with international media outlets about the national security law at the time. The persecution, despite WhatsApp messages between Lai and editorial, and editorial writers, Fum, who was in charge of the editorials in, Engl- in the English language editions. The record suggests that Lai was dissatisfied about having too much international coverage and instead wanted the in- English edition to focus on news about mainland China. I don't think international news is needed since whatever they came from their local news media should have covering. I rather think that we should focus on Chinese news and be known for it without this, uh, without the dilution Lai wrote to foam. The court earlier heard that Lai had complete control over the editorial decision-making at his newspaper or in the English-language edition to focus on news stories about China's infringement on human rights and economic freedom in the mainland and uh, Hong Kong. High Court Judge Alex Lee, one of the three designated national security judges hearing the case, questioned whether Lai has overstepped to influence editorial decisions at Apple Daily, but Chen said it was common for media owners to have personal style and stance. 
The persecution also had also played two episodes of a live stream program featuring Lai during Thursday hearing. Lai first made a live stream on t- on Twitter known as X on July tw- on July seventh, two thousand twenty, in which he said the purpose was to promote English language edition of Apple Daily. Answering questions submitted to him in English, um, Lai said the national security law was a death knell for Hong Kong as it supersedes the basic law, the city's meaning constitution, and the rule of law. When asked if he was personally afraid of the security law and whether he had considered leaving the city, Lai said, I cannot be afraid because if I'm intimidated, I will be useless. If I'm useless, I may as, I may as well die. I will never leave Hong Kong. If I do so, then I will disgrace myself, discredit Apple Daily, and undermine the solidarity of the pan-democrat movement. He said, "If the worst comes to the, if the worst comes to the worst, my wife, my wife and cho- and my children will have to leave, and I will be the only one to stay without the support from my wife and my children. It's really difficult for me to go on, but I will go on." The second episode live stream on July thirtieth, twenty twenty, featuring Lai, former Next Digital Director Mark Clifford. And former director of the American Institute in Taiwan, Raymond Bergdot. The trio discussed the national security law, U.S. China's relations, and the possibility of a new Cold War. During the opening statements, the prosecution alleged that these video talks were evidence of last connection with foreign forces, foreign elements, and a conspiracy to attract international sanctions on Chinese and Hong Kong stories. The court have also heard allegations that Lai was the mastermind of the alleged conspiracy using Apple Day as a platform and provide instructions and financial support to his aides to lobby for sanctions. The trial continues on Friday when the prosecutor is expected to finish questioning term. So see, everything is starting to go against him. Not even the best. You may say, well, what do you mean by that? Well, it's because they're trying to throw everything on him, any trumped up charges they can throw on him. And not only that, we will explain more after the break. And welcome back to the second half. Article 23. Hong Kong to set up special teams to promote upcoming new security law and rebuts hostile criticism. The Hong Kong government will establish a special team to promote Article 23, the city's own national security law, established to be passed this year and to rebut criticism of the legislation by hostile forces. Chief Executive John Lee told lawmakers on Thursday morning that a response and refute team would be set up up hostile forces engaged in propaganda work, especially online, to smear and distort the legislation of Article 23, he said. Another team led by himself would be... (laughs) himself... would be established to promote and establish Article 23 to the business sector and international community. The risk to national security... The national security is real as external forces constantly keep a watchful eye and may seize opportunities to undermine it. It is necessary for us to enact legislation at the earliest opportunities. Every day counts in addressing these risks, Lee told the Legislative Council. <laughs> Authorities have an multiple occasion that the homegrown legislation, which will supplement the national security law imposed by Beijing in June 2020, should be in place this year. It should. It will cover seven types of offenses, treason, secession, sedition, subversion against the central government, separate state, secure, of state secrets, foreign bodies conducting political activities in the city, and local bodies establishing ties with foreign bodies. Article 23 of the Basic Law stipulates that the government shall enact laws on its own to prohibit acts of treason, secession, sedition, and subversion against Beijing. Its legislation failed in three fall mass protests and it was not tabled again until after the onset of the separate Beijing post national security law in 2020. Pro-democracy advocates feared it could have a negative effect on civil liberties. In fact, the national security law have already had a failure. It's right now is having a negative impact on civil liberties already. Local media outlets report that Authorities are likely to begin a public consultation process on Article 23 before February 10th, the first day of the New Year. They said the consultation would be would probably be based on a blue bill, which is a draft bill with detailed articles instead of a white bill, a draft proposal without a predetermined position. In response to Hong Kong Free Press, the Security Bureau said it would continue to actively press ahead with the legislation of Article 23 and conduct public consultation at a suitable juncture. It did not respond, uh, respond directly as to when the public consultation would start. 
The lawmakers asked Lee on Thursday about when the public consultation would be launched or what form it would take. Victor Dawes, head of the Hong Kong Bar Association, said during the opening of the legal year on Monday, that the consultation must be transparent and thorough to refute claims that the government did not listen to the public. Tony Che, the convener of G19, a alliance of 19 pro-establishment lawmakers, said in Cantonese, the group fully supports the legislation. Ma Fung Guang, a pro-establishment lawmaker, said he had experienced the legislation procedure for Article 23 in 2003 as a lawmaker. It's very regrettable that the legislation failed at the time. I have always considered Hong Kong constitutional responsibility to establish Article 23, Ma said. People asked my... T- <laughs> People ask my throughout these those years, when is a good time of legislation again? I always said any time. We're just waiting for the government's draft. <laughs> waiting for the government's draft. You know why it failed? Because no one wants it. Hong Kong people don't want it. No one dares. To, no one wants to have this kind of thing. It's because it's it destroys the aspect of having any kind of rights that are guaranteed in the basic law. Why can't these people? Right? Why can't these people take this as a fact? But they won't do it. The reason why they won't do it because they're not willing to take the responsibility. It's just a thing. It's just the truth. No matter what. It's just they don't want to take it. They don't want to accept that it's not going to work. If it's not going to work, then don't even impose it. If people, if people are afraid of it, why impose it? They're like, okay. Let's just not impose it. Let's just be... They're not... I told, I just love how they're not cautious or careful about what they're going to be doing. They're not... They look like they're not afraid that the people might screw... Might, might end up going on their heads and say, Stop doing this. Stop doing this. I don't get why not put... I don't get why putting this legislation is even a good thing anyway. You have the national security law in place. Why make it even more worse? It's basically putting a... It's basically getting a grenade... It's like having, a, it's basically having a grenade when all you need is a fly, to, um, having a grenade to kill a fly when all you need is a fly swatter. Why makes a small situation make it into a big situation? Seriously, it's it's so tiny you can be fixed. It could be an opinion as long as it doesn't result in murder. That's it. Hong Kong's John Lee rebuts um, lawmakers' criticism of high pressure law enforcement actions as dangerous. Hong Kong leader John Lee has hit back at pro-establishment lawmakers who criticize high-pressure and high-profile law enforcement actions in the city, with Lee calling the politician's word dangerous. Lee also said the, the language used by lawmakers reminded him of that used by the opposition during the 2019 unrest, 2019 protests, and soft resistance. Paul Chet, a solicitor, not a um, not the wrong not a bad way. So this basically mean a lawyer who served as a legislator since two thousand eight, basically from the old building, said during a question and answer session at the Legislative Council on on Thursday morning that the stringent enforcement measures that burden Hong Kong is particularly at, at the economic outlook was gloomy. I'm not sure whether these enforcement efforts are due to Treasury limited revenue, law enforcement law enforcement um law enforcement forces have issued fixed penalty parking tickets day and night, imposed heavy penalties on those who obstruct the streets, and Plain Coast Police lurks to cash jaywalkers, Chet said in Cantonese. Various government departments had also employed different ways to punish bookstores and small canteens in industrial buildings. It has left Hong Kongers instead uh, left Hong Kongers feeling of stress, burden, and, dis- and despotent. And it's hard for citizens to be engaged in and enjoy mega activity, mega events, Chesson. Lawmakers also criticize Hong Kong for being ruled by Faiha, or legalism, a Chinese ideology that refers to a rich nation with a strong military, which sees law as a tool to match the public. Law enforcement have seemingly given the public impression that they value the opinion, opinions of Xiaohongshu users who are not taxpayers more than Hong Kong citizens. Okay, that's reasonable then. Who actually pay tax? It's true. I agree with that. Chess said he urged the authorities to review the policies and attach more importance to taxpayers' opinions. Okay, I agree with that actually. Chess' remarks came after Lee introduced the government's plan to hold mega events to boost economy in the city. 
It sucks. Lee rebutted the lawmakers' comments saying Cantonese, I strongly oppose any statements that cause social division and discord. The government should consider the overall and maximum interests of each level of society and cater for their needs. I have a responsibility to present to the public with a positive mindset, ensuring the, that minor conflicts go into major ones, and we shall not call shall not to call something a conflict if it's not if it's not the um the continued. The chief executive also said that the wording used by Ted reminded him of a language employed by the opposition during the 2019 protests and soft resistance, but he did not specify which words he was using to. Some of the wording used by Ted is very dangerous. And we should, Lee said, saying it should be stopped before it took root. So you're telling us that we should change up what we're going to say. It sounds pretty ridiculous, and I will talk about that later. Chen ching an activist and leader of the pro-Beijing group Carrying Hong Kong Power, also wrote on Weibo on Tuesday that she she wanted to accuse Zhang's government of meting out excessive punishments on drivers and small businesses. Everyone knows that Hong Kong lacks parking enough parking spaces. However, now regardless of whether a typhoon signal number 10 has been issued or if it's late at night, the, ba- the police are aggressively ticketing vehicles. They even inten- intentionally set up ambushes near public restrooms entrances, causing great hardship for drivers who rely on their vehicles for their livelihood, Chen said on Weibo in Chinese. Chen said on Weibo, on Wednesday, that her post has been deleted, tagging the official's account of John Lee's. Chen told Hong Kong President Cantonese by phone on Friday that her Weibo, Weibo post criticizing Lee had been deleted by the platform two hours following the publications. I'm speaking up because I can no longer tolerate it. The central government has never said that we can't we can't have an opposing voices in Hong Kong. Now, once someone criticizes the government's policies, John Lee brandishes the national security law to intimidate citizens. Chan said, even lawmakers such as Paul Tse are, re- are rebuked. No one dares to speak up. There are no, no pandemic democratic politicians anymore. We need to say something if the government's not doing well. Loving one country does not mean loving it blindly, Chan said, adding, if ordinary people can make a living, everyone will support the government and John Lee. Oh my god! Chan Chin Sam, oh my gosh! I'm so surprised! Paul Tse! You still, you made my day. You made my day. I can't believe you made my day. I'm being sarcastic, of course. You guys made my day so much by saying those kind of things. Oh my god. You criticizing the government. You criticizing the government. You said no more pandemic politicians anymore. And you say we cannot love the country blindly. Whoa. I'm so happy about that. Oh yeah, didn't you also love the country in the past? Does it also mean against the country? That's what you said. You said using the national security law to intimidate citizens. Why you support them? In the past, you supported it. So you say so it's strongly gonna put them in prison now? So that's the double level of double standards that the government's putting in. Cause look at because they're criticizing the they're criticizing the law. So why so they're not gonna be put in prison. So it's okay to put them in prison, but not the pro-Beijing people. Yeah, they love to rebut everybody. Imagine throwing the pandemocrats, it'd be much more worse. Why is it much worse? Because they're going to persecute the pandemocrats even harder than the pro-Beijing ones. I find them I find them to be easily persecuted than anyone else, ever. Even though they just make suggestions. Even making suggestions nowadays, it just makes it much, much more worse. Because of the stupid government, what they said. China says it jailed British National for five years in 2022 for spying. Quote, quote again. China said Friday it has sentenced a British National in 2022 to five years in jail for spying. In its official confirmation of a case that had undergone unreported un- until this week. The Wall Street Journal first broke, at- broke news of the case of UK, um, UK businessman Ian Stones on Thursday reporting saying his family and other sources that he had disappeared in 2018 after decades of work in China. As about the report Friday, Foreign Ministry spokes, uh, spokesman Wen Wenbin said a Beijing court in 2022 sentenced in the first instance of British defendants to five years in prison for the crimes of allegedly obtaining intelligence for overseas actors. 
After an appeal, he said he added, the case was upheld in September last year. Wang, referring to stones by a Chinese name, said the court tried the case strictly in accordance with the law. Beijing, Beijing, he said, fully guarantees the various legitimate rights of the prisoners, and I arranged for the new care officials to visit him and attend his trial. China is a country governed by the rule of law. It's ruled by law, not rule of law. Wang, um, this is what Wang said. Wang said the country is a country governed by the rule of law. Yeah. More like rule by law, not rule of law. Judicial organs strictly promotes the handling of cases in accordance with the law, safeguarding the rights and the legitimate interests of both Chinese nationals and foreigners, he added. China and Britain has traded barbs in recent months over allegations of perceived espionage and results and resulting impact on national security. This month, Beijing said the head of a foreign consultancy had been found to be spying for Britain's MI6 intelligence services. The Ministry for State Security said in a WeChat post that Britain's secret intelligence service, also known as MI6, used a foreign national with a certain Huang to establish an intelligence cooperation relationship. And, and Britain has in turn warned that Chinese spies are increasingly targeting officials, allegations that Beijing has denied. A researcher at the British Parliament was arrested last year under the Official Secrets Act and subsequently denied spying for Beijing. China, which has a broad definition of state security, state secrets, have publicized several other alleged spying cases. In May, authorities sentenced 78-year-old American citizen John Sun-Wan Long to life in prison for espionage, and in October, the MSS published the story of another alleged spy, surname Ho, who was accused of sending several secrets and classified documents to the U.S. China last year also conducted raids on a string of big-name consulting research and due diligence firms. Last May said it had raided the offices of the U.S. consultancy firm Capvision in order to safeguard its national security and, and development interests. Beijing also questioned staff at the Shanghai branch of another American consultancy bank in April. Authorities detained workers and shuttered a Beijing office belonging to a U.S. base due to diligence firm Mint's group in March. The U.S. government and its Chamber of Commerce warned that they raised damaged investors' confidence in the operations of foreign businesses in China. Why are there... Here's the thing. Why are you still having business with the NACCP government? Why are you trusting them? It doesn't even make sense. Stop putting your factories and your company there. Just stop. It just doesn't work anymore. Why put them there in the first place? It doesn't make any sense. As much as you want to say it, you made a lot of money from there. there. Yeah, there's other countries you can make money. It's not just China. There's plenty of other places you can make money. I don't care where you work. I don't care where you put your companies or put your factories in. Put somewhere. And then after you criticize them anytime you want. Hong Kong media mogul Jimmy Lai vowed to take U.S. sanctions bid to the, to the extreme ex-publisher says. This is the final Jimmy Lai report until we move on to something else. Media mogul Jimmy Lai was undeterred by Beijing and Paul's national security law. The former publisher of Lai Shutter Apple Daily newspaper has testified, saying Lai has vowed to take his push for U.S. sanctions to be placed on mainland China, on mainland Chinese and Hong Kong officials to the extreme. Turn Kim home, pled guilty to conspiring with foreign forces and is testifying against his former boss, told the court on Friday that. Lyat dismissed concerns about Apple Days crossing the line after national security law came into effect in June 2020. Chun said Lai did not share his worries about Apple Days being perceived as including foreign forces. I remember Mr. Lai responded to me, saying, based on my institute in- intuitions from decades of doing business, look at what the Chinese Communist Party had done to me, Chun said in Cantonese. Mr. Lai said, I have to take it to the extreme. There's no backing out for me. On the 17th day of Lai's closely watched trial, the prosecution continued to present a series of programs called Live Chat with Jamie Lai, in which the media mogul discussed current affairs and the security law with overseas politicians 
academics and activists. The court earlier heard that the video were broadcast live across Apple Daily's digital platforms and on Twitter, known as known as X, and it has produced by the newspaper's digital director, Nick Chung. WhatsApp messaging records submitted to the court suggested that Nick Chung had given his colleagues to guest names on a weekly basis since July 2020. Guests include, included Hong Kong's last British governor, Chris Patton, and former U.S. De- um, Deputy Secretary of Defense, Paul Wolfowitz. In a message sent on November 26, 2020, Nick Chung said that the retired U.S. Je- Army General, Jack King, would appear in the program that day. Both King and Wolfowitz have been has been named as Lai's agent by the prosecution. I asked Mr. Lyon whether it was too sensitive to invite a, C- a retired U.S. general on the show at the, at the time. Chun, the former publisher, testified at the West Kowloon Law Court building where the high court trial is taking place. I took the chance to raise my concerns to Lai in the meeting room when I was at, when I was seeking his instructions on other matters, he said. The prosecutor Anthony Chow questioned what was meant to be too sensitive by too sensitive. To which Chun said he was referring to collusion with foreign forces. Lai has pled not guilty to two counts of conspiring to collude with foreign forces under the security legislation, under the security law, and one count of conspiring to publish sedition materials under the colonial legislation. The 76 year old faces up to life imprisonment if convicted of the national security offense. Former publisher Chun created a WhatsApp group called um, WhatsApp group named National Security Law Response Committee on June twenty on June twenty second two thousand twenty, which is my birthday. And I passed my. According to records submitted to the court, members included senior editorial staff, but Lie was not in the group. Chun said that many colleagues have been worried about the poss- possible impact of the security law on a- on Apple Daily. Some sections even reported that colleagues were frightened and were considering resigning, especially the Hong Kong news and the breaking news sections, he said. We hope that everyone could communicate their concerns about the impact of the security law on their work at Apple Daily. No worries about where the red lines laid, he said. But the WhatsApp group soon migrated to instant messaging platform Signal, where a disappearing messages function that automatically deletes communication records was available. Chun said the move was suggested by the then executive, executive editor in chief La Mang Chum, to heighten the confidentiality of the, of the conversations. He said that the senior staff members discussed whether Apple Daily could give, give posters containing its logo to major opposition party, the Democratic Party, as handouts during an annual march on July 1st that year, wherein the move would draw attention. Messages from Lai Walls were relayed, um, relayed to the chat group. After he was in custody in December 2020. To be honest, I don't recall any messages that had to be erased in this group, the former publisher said. Chung is among the six senior employees at Apple Daily who had pleaded guilty to conspiring to include foreign forces that had been detained for over two years and will be sentenced after the live trials concludes. Among them, former associate publisher Tom Puymang and editor writer Young um, Young Chinki also set to testify against their ex-boss. The prosecution on Friday also displayed a message Lie sent to Chung on June 2nd, 2020, in which, the, in which the media mogul requested the newspaper not to follow the editorial line adopted by the New, New, New York Times and CNN in reporting about the then-U.S. President Donald Trump. Abadir relies on the support of the Trump administration to survive, Lie wrote in Chinese. Chen said Lai was referring to the support Trump would offer if he decided to impose sanctions on mainland Chinese and local officials. The witness had earlier testified that Lai ordered the One Hong Konger, one letter to save Hong Kong petition, which sought to get residents to reach out to the for- new- former U.S. president in hopes that Trump would impose sanctions. Lead prosecutor Chow, before finishing his seven-day examination of Chung, drew the witness' attention to 161 articles published by the Apple Daily by Apple Daily between. April 1st, 2019, and June 24, 2021. The prosecution had used these articles to build a case that Lai was using Apple Day as a part of a conspiracy to incite hatred against the authorities. The court also heard that Lai was a mastermind of the alleged conspiracies, using Apple Day as a platform and providing instructions and financial support to his aides to lobby for international sanctions. And your earlier evidence, you said Lai had made our editorial policy for Apple Daily to increase 
resistance against the Hong Kong government and on the international front to use Apple Daily to draw the attention of Western countries, hoping they could take action against the Hong Kong government and central authorities, including sanctioning officials. Chow told the witness, asking him about the relations between the articles and Lai's editorial policy. These articles were all published under Mr. Lai's editorial policy stance and approach. Chun said, as for myself and other match senior management members, we were acting in accordance to our roles to implement Mr. Lai's instruction accurately. Senior counsel Robert Pong, the defense lead lawyer, is expected to begin questioning Chun when the trial resumes on Monday. Lai has been detained since December 2020 and is currently serving a five-year and nine-month sentence in a maximum security facility for a separate fraud case. So at the time, it was not illegal. And now, they make it illegal. What a surprise, isn't it? I'm not really surprised in any way as it gets because they report stuff what they're going to report. They're going to put stuff what they're going to put up anyway. So whatever they're going to do is what they're going to be doing anyway. Alright, one final report for today. Well, at least for this week before we move on next week. Hong Kong to step up enforcement against unlicensed street vendors and some trade pull over the new year. Authorities will step up enforcement against actions against unauthorized street hawkers and Sham Shui Po over the Lunar New Year holiday. The Food Environmental Food and Environmental Hygiene Department had told a district council meeting. In a document submitted to the, to the Sham Shui Po District Council on Friday, the department said it would implement patrols and clearance operations on main roads and at a hawker's black spots with increased deployments and extended duty hours and hours report and media report. The Loon New Year will run from February 10th to 14th. The department made 25 unauthorized hawking prosecutions between December 1st and January 15th, according to the document. The Food and Environmental Hygiene Department listed black spots of Quailing Street, Keelung Street, Peihou Street, Tainan Street, Chunshawan Road, Aplu Street, Namchun Street, Yanchao Street, Yuchao Street, Lychikok Street, Lychikok Road, um, Haitan Street, Fukwa Street, Fukwing uh, Street, and Berwick Street immediate report. The department said the officers would adopt specific, more relaxed enforcement strategies for elderly and disabled hawkers, employing a warning first, then enforcement mechanism, whereby prosecutions would be carried out if verbal warnings weren't ineffective. The Food and Environmental Hygiene Department officers confiscation of a 90 of a licensed 90-year-old street hawkers last March drew criticism after a video of an incident circulated widely online. It was reported that the that she had left her cart with a relative while using the bathroom. The Food and Environmental would, um, Hygiene Department would also would also conduct publicity and education campaigns at different locations to advise and warn shops. Um, shops and vendors not to place goods on a sidewalk or sell them without a license, it said in a submission. The department said that it would hang ban banners and distribute leaflets in different languages at Hawkins Black Streets, as it, did the la as it did last year, to advise the public against unlicensed hawking and purchasing goods from unlicensed hawkers. Some straight Polish Council is Nicholas Lau. Uh, Nicole Lau said this Lou New Year will be the first since the city returned to normalcy that she supported the enhanced Hawkers, Hawkers patrol. She added that Lou New Year festivities would come amid a citywide vibes campaign featuring lights display and night markets. Okay, does it also include cracking down on people who try to make money here on, during the New Year? These three Hawkers, they need to make money. That's not the only thing they're also trying to make money. But they don't want to be persecuted by a government official. Really. You're saying, well, we're trying to keep it safe. Really. Remember what happened when you tried to do that? And the police end up getting completely beaten down by protesters. I'm serious. It literally happened. If you look at what happened in 2016, when many of them, when many of them end up going nuts. The reason why they go nuts is not because of anything. It's because they're persecuting people. Who actually who actually just selling food and selling fish balls or whatever the case whatever they're selling any hawkers what they're selling 
Why don't people understand that? It just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So what do you guys think? Will the will things get better? Will things get better? And will the national security will the officials listen to the United Nation? Hopefully you have your opinions on that. And thank you for tuning in guys. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, make sure to tune in every Monday and Friday for our podcast. Tomorrow we have our Democratic Party debate. So hope you guys can come in. Hope you guys can join in and maybe see what's going on there. It's gonna be happening it's gonna be happening in Fanon Hall. So hope you guys can be there as well. It's in Richland. It's in the Richland campus. And we also and we all and it's gonna be from two to four. So hope you guys can see hope you guys can join in. Maybe you guys volunteer a little bit. And that's it for today. And we'll talk more next time. This is Team Cal My Radio signing out. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Take care. Team Keho My Radio airs every Monday and Friday. Team Keho My Radio, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hey, I'm